0: to leaders in the arena. Again, as I said, my name is Jenny Whitener, CEO here at Bridge Innovate, and we are a global network of business strategists and consultants that team up with you to spark distinctive strategies and innovations to transform your organization for growth and good. This podcast is designed to share valuable insights and lessons from our clients and network to support your innovation journey. Today, I'm really excited to host a friend, my good friend, and my client, Gina Lee, chief of staff for the chief financial officer at Unum. Gina focuses on leading key operational activities, communication strategy, and ensuring Unum has a dynamic culture where leaders can thrive, as well as helping develop and drive Unum's finances long-term strategy and transformation. So Gina, thanks for being here and maybe tell the audience a little bit more about yourself. Thanks, Jenny. I love that you called me a friend
1: because um, I feel that way. We've known each other for quite some time. So uh, my name's Gina Lee. I'm uh, a native of Chattanooga, Tennessee, born and raised here locally, Uh, married. I've got two little kids. um, So my husband's name is Zach and my children, Aiden and Sophia. Uh, Sophia's four, Aiden is seven. And so, you know, we are um, really ingrained in the Chattanooga community, both um, through family and friends. But also through philanthropy and giving back. And that's that's been a um a, a big point in uh in my life. And and so I was kind of on a personal level, uh professionally, you know, I've um I I, I kind of joke with my my Unum colleagues that I've been with the company for a decade, but I had kind of this two-year hiatus because I did leave <laughs> for a couple of years and uh and you know, gosh, that was a great experience. So I, I I left Unum for a couple of years and went to a local nonprofit here in town and um and led the marketing communications and corporate engagement efforts. But, but, but really when I take a step back on, on my career and yeah, I'm I'm the chief of staff or CFO today, but, but my career really has been centered around like, how do we, how do we tell a story? How do we think about um, moving our strategy forward in a way that really brings people along and is engaging? And how do we, how do we focus on creating a culture where, and you read it in my bio, but we're, we're, where people can thrive, our Mm -hmm. employees can thrive and innovation can thrive. And so um, lots of planning in the midst of all of that too. But, um, but yeah, it's great. Great to be here today.
0: Good. And you know, when you were just talking a little bit about your history and your career, everything that you're talking about, it's really igniting change. Yeah. When you think about your early career with Unum and then going into the social sector, even when you were talking about your family and giving back, I can see that change and leading change and making the world a better place is just part of who you are. So I'm really excited to be here with you today. We've had an opportunity to team up with Unum, as you know, for over 10 years and a number of different projects. But today, I was hoping that we could get into a little bit of the detail on the project that you're leading um, for the finance area around transformation and change, and maybe share with the audience some key insights and maybe some lessons learned that they might be able to take away and share with their own organization to drive greater change. So talk to us a little bit about the project that you're leading.
1: Yeah. So Jenny, let's go back to the beginning. And (laughs) so we're we're in your studio today over here at Bridge Innovate. And the last time I was here was when we kicked off this work with our finance team. And so um, our strategy and transformation effort at Unum and in finance, we, we we gave it a name, but we gave it a name so that um, we could really have our employees rally behind something and that we had a multi-year strategy. But but it's a finance 2025 began in, I feel, in your studios uh, last year, right. last year um, in the springtime. So it's been a little over a year. And, and you know, when I think about how that started, um, when I joined uh, Steve Zabels, our CFO, and that's who I support, when I joined his team as chief of staff, I sat down with him and I was like, Hey, what do you want my role to really look like? A chief of staff can do a lot of different things. And and I said, what are your priorities? And, you know, Steve had just Um, when he was appointed CFO, he was really, it was July of 2019 and was, um, when you think about the timeline there, that was right before COVID Mm -hmm. hit, right? And so um, getting acclimated to being a new CFO for Unum, which were a Fortune 250, like large company. Um, And then in March of 2020, the world shuts down and we've got COVID and now we're in crisis, right? And so Steve and his leadership team were really focused on leading the company through that crisis and maintaining Mm -hmm. our um, financial strengths so that we can deliver, you know, our promise ultimately, not only to our shareholders, but our customers. And, and so when I came on board, it was, um, Gosh, 2021 into 2021, and so when Steve and I were having this conversation, he said, "It's time that my team really has a strategy that we can all rally behind and and finance at Unum has really evolved beyond the traditional finance employee. Um, we've got a lot of different roles in our finance organization that are that you wouldn't consider traditional finance." And he said, "I want everybody to understand their place as a part of finance, but but." their place as a part of UNAM mm-hmm. so that they could be, each individual person should be able to connect what they do on a daily basis back to enterprise strategy and ultimately our, our goals and our purpose. And so really from there, uh, Finance 2025 was, was born. And, and as I was navigating um, conversations internally about, okay, how do, we, how do we think about standing up this strategy and what does this look like? I, uh, I knew I needed to call you, (laughs) Jenny. I'm thankful that you did. (laughs) I I knew we needed structure and I knew we needed a thoughtful design on how we were going to think about approaching our strategy and developing Mm -hmm. a multi-year plan and, and bringing other people along. And, and so, um, so, so yeah, so that was kind of the, the the beginning of it. And it all started here at your studio. We, we brought Steve's, we worked with you to bring um, kind of this process to life and, and, but, but really, even when we started, we, um we were working on just kind of a strategy for Steve's right. senior team to oversee. Right. It wasn't, you know, what it kind of morphed into. I think it was we, we brought his team offsite to this location in the spring of last year. And I think from those conversations, it was very clear at the end of that session that this had turned into something better, bigger than just, you know, a a traditional strategy approach. This Mm -hmm. really was transformation and was, was going to be, um, uh, big for, for finance and for Unum.
0: Right, right. Well, one of the things I think is important to highlight that you just shared is in the very beginning, of thinking about launching a strategy when you and Steve sat down. And as the CFO, he said, I want everyone to be able to contribute. I want everyone to feel a part of this strategy as it evolves and as we implement it. And I think that, that vision of yeah. this collaborative approach yeah. where all the leaders can engage in architecting and designing and transforming the future of finance, Um, Really set the foundation for a great strategic launch. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, what I would just kind of highlight with uh, contrary to that, right? It's when an organization sends a group of people off um, to an offsite location and they come back with a strategy. I think you started with the leadership team, just as you said, you got them offsite, they set the pillars for what would be the major focus areas and then opened that up. Talk about with the audience about how you engaged more broadly, how you brought this vision to life around bringing more voices in to the design of the strategy and into it. It's now the transformation process you're in.
1: So before we go there, there's something I want to highlight. Okay. (laughs) Um, and, and And I promise I'll get to that point, but, but I think foundationally when you're looking at, um, hey, we're going to have a collaborative strategic design and, and we're going to bring people along in the transformation process at its, at its core for that foundation to kind of thrive, to, to really have a strong environment where that type of collaboration can, can again thrive. You, you've got to have set, you've got to set the stage for that at the enterprise level, whether you're at a big company like Unum, you're at a local nonprofit, at a school, whatever it is. And so- while yes, I accredit Steve and his, his senior leadership team for saying like, Hey, this needs to be an inclusive process. It can't just be us making and driving decisions. I also credit Unum um, for, for what the work that had been happening behind the scenes to really mm-hmm. make sure that that could launch well. And here's what I mean by that. And I took some, some notes. So I wouldn't forget these because I thought it was so important. Like start, like it starts with your people. Like, have you have you hired the right people? Like, do you, have you, have you sourced the right talent and brought in really strong, smart, intelligent people who can, creative people who can drive innovation at your company? Unum had done that mm, check. Right. The other thing is, you know, are you inclusive? So you've brought in all these smart, really, you know, sharp people, but but have you created an inclusive environment where, when someone comes to the table with ideas, they feel comfortable sharing those? You know, and, and our inclusion and diversity journey at Unum um, has included a lot of training, a lot of uh, a lot of dialogue and conversation, and 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 reinforcing it. And so we brought really smart people in. We gave them the environment where they could feel like their voices weren't only heard, but that their their opinions mattered. Mm -hmm. And and you've also got to have a culture where you're allowing people to fail fast, Mm -hmm. right? And so I think that the first two points I made, bringing in smart people, being having an inclusive culture, we had those. I think we aspired to have this fail fast culture. And what I think we learned along the way with finance 2025 over the past year is that like- we aspire to have that. And, and we're, it's, it's something we're consistently nurturing right. because you've got to, you've got to give people the the roadway to say like, and the freedom to say like, it's okay to fail. We're not going to get this perfect, but it's kind of this iterative process that we're designing where we're checking in along the way to say, all right, how'd that go? And, and being comfortable with those reflections. Right. And so Setting the foundation before you, making sure you've got the right foundation to launch something like this so that you can be more inclusive with bringing more people to the table to co-design it with you is really, really critical.
0: I think that's so important that you brought up the aspect of having the right talent, being inclusive, and this opportunity to be iterative. Yeah. Because I felt like that we engaged through this process together for Union Finance when you started to bring in more people in the design of the strategy, many of them have not done that before. Yeah. Or, for Many of them, for the first time, were looking at disruptive trends in the marketplace or looking at, in more depth, internal customer requests or challenges that they were experiencing. And their first idea, their first, I guess, development of strategy of a strategic position may need more work. And so you really lived that. You invited people to be engaged. You got them an opportunity through the process where we teamed up, giving them opportunity to create, you know, suggested strategy initiatives and then to get feedback and to iterate that. So I think oftentimes when people hear this fail fast, fail early, they're like, how do we do that? Yeah, <laughs> right? it's uncomfortable. How, how do we do that? <laughs> Especially if you have a group of finance individuals that are all about accuracy, right? Yes. So I mean, is it <laughs> yes. like within their culture yeah. to say, "Yeah, sure, let's fail fast." Yes. But I think we laid out for them this sprint methodology that said, you know, in the first two weeks we want to come up with a point of view, yeah. and then we want to get feedback on that point of view. And then we're going to iterate that, and so we just the process that we built out for them embraced this sort of aspect of iterative design. And I think they got comfortable with it.
1: Yeah, they did, but it took some time, right. you know? So so when, so what we're talking about including more people, so Uh, Our CFO, his direct reports are all senior vice presidents at Unum. And so when we said we're going to include broader finance leadership into the design, that meant primarily at the vice president, some AVPs um, really engaged in, in designing this last year. And when we invited them to the table and you had a process, great Mm -hmm. process um, to kind of run us through, there was definitely, um, people were uncomfortable with that because they hadn't been asked to do this at this, at this level and at this scope before. So doing things like when we were here last year and, everybody had to present, like we had designed this process where we were doing all this research. We were basically benchmarking, like what's happening internally, what's happening externally. Let's make sure we're bringing that perspective into this process and then designing from there. And so we'd asked, we had um, our CFO, his senior team all here on site, but had asked our vice president group to dial in virtually to basically present on their Mm -hmm. research and I think there was definitely some nerves there from the group and, and these are like really sharp leaders and, and, and they were like, well, okay, well, what, what is it they want to see? I want to make sure I get this right. Going back right. to your point around like accuracy and, and kind of the, the finance professional or persona, I want to get everything right. And it wasn't about getting everything right, but that was a skill that we had to nurture and develop along the way. And I'll tell you where we are today with our, our leadership team, our broader finance leadership team is I think there. are Really doing an excellent job with this and have embraced this like uh you know, like fail-fast culture and right. and are now really pushing that down into the organization, which mm-hmm. has been a great byproduct of all
0: of this. Right. I mean, you know, one of the things just hearing you talk about it, that when you in- engage in a collaborative strategy design process, which was part of the original vision that you and Steve had, that it not only gets buy-in along the way, but it builds Leadership capability. Yeah, all the VP levels that were doing that benchmarking, they're researching, they're looking for the leading trends and disruptions to expect in the marketplace that might impact the finance capability for Unum. You've just elevated their knowledge base. You've given them an opportunity to sort of exercise critical thinking and problem solving, and now they're architecting yeah. that new pathway to be ready for those changes. Right, right. and so when you think about leading and nurturing company-wide change, it's really that what you did in engaging the leaders, giving them an opportunity to look out beyond their organization, as well as deeply in the organization for that data, for that inspiration, that I think was the basis for them to imagine the future, yeah. to imagine what could be, and then what would be the strategy to get us there. I really felt like it was a, a great pathway.
1: Yeah, Setting the vision has been critical since the get-go with with finance 2025. And so I think equipping our leaders, not just Steve and his leadership team, but our broader finance leadership team, equipping them with tools and research and um to, to not only move the work forward, but to set the tone with their teams to really say, hey, here's our why, here's the vision, here's where we aspire to go. I think it um it's definitely rallied the troops a bit more than than right. had we not had that same level of engagement and mm-hmm. process. And I, mm-hmm. you know, starting with the why, I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek's Start with yes, the Why book. Yes, if you've yeah. not read it, I well, told yeah, everybody yeah, great, you, great. you've, you've got to read it. And all of that That's really critical, but Simon Sinek, one of his quotes, he said, passion alone can't cut it Uh, for passion to survive. It needs structure and that couldn't be more true and and so when i think about like the success of our strategy and transformation effort and how quickly we stood it up that structure couldn't have happened without bridge innovate without you all coming alongside of us to really bring that to life because otherwise you know unless you've got a full dedicated team that's mm-hmm. that's like yours right. internal to your company you're going to do all of this off the side of your desk and you're not going to prioritize it or or maybe it'll ebb and flow and how it gets prioritized. But if you want to launch something and really get people behind it and build energy and momentum, you need help to develop a meaningful structure that's well thought out and designed with
0: intention. Right. So a couple of things I'm hearing you say, one was, uh, being intentional, the time that we spent to really architect a vision was important. Mm-hmm. Getting people engaged in that process and then engaged and then saying, what should be the strategy to deliver on that vision? And then I think the next thing you're saying is resource the effort.
1: Yes. You know, make
0: sure, <laughs> yes. make sure it's something that you're not doing on the back of a napkin in right. the last 10 minutes of the day. You know, the vision and the strategy really are the pillars for that next generation of your company, and it needs effective resources, whether, you know, hopefully it's bridge or it's, like you said, an internal team or something that helps you get from here to that next place, that next generation of capability. Talk about some of the things that you have learned now that the strategy has been defined and you're getting, you know, into the full-fledged parts of transformation. Any other tips or guidance that you would share with the teams about? taking that next step from strategy design to transformation.
1: Yeah. Before we go there, one of the things um, I want to hit on before we get to that point when we um, so So when we started this process, you know, really started working with your team design. And we had this, we started in the spring of last year and really it was all building toward um, our finance town hall in the fall of last Mm -hmm. year to really share with the organization. Hey, here's what we've been working on. Here's our new vision. Um, That's part of of keeping the whole organization updated about where we're going. Yeah. But ahead of that, we, um, we basically took this strategy to create buy-in to our, our, our top senior leaders at the company. And I'll never forget, you know, and, and again, keep in mind, like, I don't think this is like a traditional way of standing up a strategy, which I think is, is great, by the way, we kind of like broke the mold there. But, but typically, you've just got like kind of like a senior leader and like next level down kind of going off site developing something coming back sharing it. And we didn't do that we engaged at, at the broader leadership level. And so when we went to this um, this this uh, company leadership meeting to present our strategy and 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 where we were really going, just to create buy-in mm-hmm. and get support, one of our top senior leaders—I'll never forget this—he he said um, because you got to keep in mind a lot of our finance leaders basically operate as like miniature CFOs across right. the business, and and they do a lot of other stuff, but that's like put simply. And and so he this this senior leader said. Um, you know, I think a great byproduct of you engaging your broader leadership team is now they've got this like renewed energy. And, and we feel that as business partners, um, we really feel that. And, and there's been a new energy brought to the work and, and that was really important and, and really meaningful feedback for us to get. So I just, I don't want to miss that point. And I I think we can't emphasize it enough around like bringing people along, right. Um, but you asked about like kind of like next steps, right, really operationalizing right. the strategy and, and kind of what we're what we're learning. I think a few things. Um, having leadership support and advocacy is, so critical to any, you know, transformation and strategy effort. I mean, Steve and his leadership team and our broader leaders could not be more supportive. And and Mm -hmm. that includes also, by the way, like um, Steve's peers across Mm -hmm. the company, Mm -hmm. like really Mm -hmm. supportive of where we're going. And because it's, it's intention, what we're doing is intentionally tied back to enterprise vision, purpose, Strategy and goals, and and so that was like an intentional connect that we wanted to make. Right. Like this isn't happening in a vacuum. We're we're connecting to something bigger, which is to ultimately fulfill Unum's purpose to help the working world thrive throughout life's moments. Right? Like yeah. that's that's a that's a great vision. Everybody right. can rally behind. Right. Um. So making sure you've got leadership support and that they're they're operating as advocates and sponsors for whatever you're trying to do. I think though, that the, the, the other piece for me is, um, uh, you know, how you, and we've talked about this a little bit, but, but how you, you, you should, you should leave your assumptions at the door. hmm Like just just check those at the door. Continually check those at the door. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) Like every every time like we've we've built a process and we've said, yep, this is good. We've gotten feedback, buy-in. Here's you know, our next steps. We're kind of we're we're using agile methodology now and so operating in sprints and um and every time i think well gosh like yeah we've we've checked that box like go back and recheck it and check it again and check it again right. and you shouldn't assume things about people and i'll give an example um you know last year i just assumed that our finance leadership team like they're very aware of what's happening in the external environment and they are about like in their field but but sometimes when you when you get broader than that you're saying like okay well well let's talk about like the employee experience right you may have to have people kind of, um, dig a little deeper Mm -hmm. and, and, and again, I just assume you shouldn't assume at their levels that they've got this time to be experts in all things. Right. And so, so that's, that's a small example, but, but kind of check your assumptions at the door. The other thing, and this has been really critical, like really critical. It was great having you all come alongside of us, but, mm-hmm. but we had to stand up our own internal team that was going to drive this forward right. and get the investment to make that happen. But even more than that, my, my key partner, and I said, I wasn't going to mention direct names on this <laughs> with the exception <laughs> of Steve, but I'm going to mention him. My, my direct partner in all of this, um, Mike, Mike Freeman, he's the head of uh, finance enablement at Unum and. And so he's really played, like, I've been kind of in that uh, strategy and planning space, and he's been in the the strategy transformation delivery space. Mm -hmm. And so, like, our roles being able to um, coordinate together, like, he's my co-lead with Mm -hmm. Finance 2025, Mm -hmm. being able to work together to say, like, okay like, what's our communication strategy? How are we bringing people along? How are we thinking about the change? Mm -hmm. How Mm -hmm. are we, how are we mapping our stakeholders, you know, and and really keeping that, that list active. And then, and then for Mike to bring in with his team, like, and here's how we're actually going to, here's the planning of this. Like, here's how this is actually going to be operationalized and how we're going to roll this out. That's been really critical and served as a really strong foundation for how the work has continued Mm -hmm. to move forward. And so, for me, those have been um, some, some definitely some big components that I would, I would add in.
0: Great. And I think just reflecting back what I'm hearing, it's really important for our audience today is that as you go through the visioning strategy process, and then you're really able to mobilize that transformation, is find the right partnership team, get right. the right team yes. in place in your organization to make sure that that, that momentum continues. Also, just want to shout out the fact that you talked about how a senior leader during the buy-in process um, talked about um, the excitement and the energy that they were feeling from the finance leadership team as they were engaged in the strategy process. And that's a huge win. That's a huge win on how you all led the process, got them engaged, because often strategy feels like a burden it's yeah. more work on top of the day today, And I think because of the way that you engaged in and embraced this collaborative process that we brought to you, people felt like they were architecting their future. And as much time as we all put into work every day, to be a part of that next generation is inspirational. So I'm yeah. glad that, that that paid off for you. I know that we have just a few minutes left and we have a number of people joining us live today. I just invite our guests who are joining us live on the podcast. If you have a question for Gina, please pop it in the chat and we'll make sure that we get a chance to get to that as we wrap up today. Um, any other recommendations around leading major organizational change that you would you would um, advise before we get to any questions from the audience?
1: Yeah, two, two things. Uh, communicate, 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 and then communicate again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, Truly. I mean, that. Right, like, right. Um, but then the other thing is like this concept of holding the line. And here's what I mean. Like you've, you've got to establish a baseline on where you want people to be. Everybody's on a different, you know, change a different point in their change curve. You've got to understand your key stakeholder group, where people are on the change curve, where people are with their thought process, you know, and and you've got to establish kind of a a line that you want people to constantly be at. Mm -hmm. And you've got to monitor that line. You've got to know when people are falling below the line, when they might be above the line. That's great. But what's your strategy to get people back to the line? So that's, that's my biggest um, takeaway, honestly, it's like
0: establish the line, know where you are, know where you are, bring people. Right. Right. So, I mean, actually, actually, we have a, one of our um, guests today is ask a question that's really related to this. And it says, have you used any KPIs or metrics to gauge success or progress with the innovation or change and strategy work that you're doing?
1: Yeah, so when we when we created all of this, um, and this is the other thing you gotta know, you gotta know how far you can push people. So <laughs> <Are you laughs> Jenny knows where I'm going with this. So actually one of your biggest recommendations to us was like, all right, you, we've kind of created this from almost backwards, right? You would start with like a vision, like what are your key metrics? what are the big objectives you're going to go after? And then like develop KPIs from there. Well, we didn't really start that way. We started with like research and building it kind of from the ground up. We developed a vision and then it all called me, you know, it was, was bringing together, uh, coming together in September of last year, we had a summit where you came and joined us, Jenny. And you said like, we need to come up with some transformation goals. Like you need goals. Like we've got to have like these metrics and our teams were working so hard on putting together all these research briefs and, and, and we couldn't ask them to do it anymore. It was just too much. So actually we're, we're right now in the midst of mm-hmm. creating those, mm-hmm. but you've got to be able to tell people what this looks like, you know, mm-hmm. when, when you're mm-hmm. at the end and and how are you going to measure success? So we're in the midst of doing, oh, doing that, that, that now. now and it's okay. critical.
0: Okay, great. Well, good. And I think there are other indicators that you have been monitoring. I think there were some engagement results that came in. Yeah where I think you had some progress there. Oh gosh,
1: yeah, that's a great one. We, um, so UNM does a phenomenal job of, of uh, we do like an annual engagement survey, but we also have a pulse survey that we do throughout the year. But, but in this year's pulse survey at the beginning of the year, there's a specific question um, geared towards our, our officers of the company. So AVPs and up, and it, and it basically asks like, do, do you feel like you, you can have a voice in the change? And those who we had engaged in the change, like that specific question, it jumped up like double digits. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: Yeah. Okay. Which was great. It was a great result.
0: That is a great result. So it sounds like more indicators to come, but the early results are test um, your other key stakeholders in the business are seeing the energy coming from finance or so their excitement from the leadership team. Pulse surveys and engagement results are showing real data in terms of increasing and the, the future looks bright. So yeah. thank you. Anything else? One of the things that we always ask our guests to do in, for leaders in the arena is to share any words of wisdom or bit of advice that you have for other leaders that are driving Major change are also in the arena. What piece of advice would you leave our participants with today?
1: Be prepared to get uncomfortable. <laughs> <I
0: love that. laughs> be prepared to, get, to be uncomfortable. Yes, to, to get uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Change your paradigm and change yeah. your results. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, change your paradigm, change your results. Well, thank you, Gina, so much for sharing your story today. Congratulations to you and Steve and all the leaders that you know, for the great work that you do. Thanks for all the ways that you touch our community and um, whether it's through your products and services or through your philanthropy efforts. It's a great organization. We're proud to be partnered with you in a number of ways. Thanks, Jenny. All right. Thanks everyone. And we hope to see you again on another podcast series really soon. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Leaders in the Arena. Follow us wherever you get your podcasts or subscribe to Bridge Innovate on YouTube to be notified when new episodes release. We also ask that you share this episode with anyone else who'd be interested in hearing from these leaders. Leaders in the Arena is hosted by Bridge Innovate. Learn more about us at bridgeinnovate.com. And while you're there, register to join an upcoming live recording to the podcast for free. See you next time and stay innovative.